Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by GameStrat. GameStrat is the number one sideline replay choice for the top football programs in the country. Their system is extremely reliable, easy to set up and use, and they also have the best customer service in the industry. Go to GameStrat.com to learn why more coaches keep switching to GameStrat for their sideline replay system. That's GameStrat.com. G-A-M-E-S-T-R-A-T.com. In 2020, Athletic Recruiting Education and Navigation was founded with one fundamental reason in mind, to keep the high school coach as the bedrock for the student athlete as they travel through the recruiting process. With questions about when to start, do I go to junior days or what camps do I attend? We saw one major flaw in the system, who's supporting the coach. Aaron aims to provide you with resources and information for your student athletes and their families. We keep you up to date with current trends, provide feedback on the current time frame, and engage with parents to take questions off your plate. Can you handle the recruiting process on your own? Sure, but with the demands of coaching, do you really want to? Contact Aaron today to talk about how we can be there to help you navigate the ever-changing and tumultuous recruiting waters. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by Sports Workbook, the premier coach's workbook. Keep all your opponents' scouting info, play draw-ups, and notes in your personalized coil-bound booklet. With over 15 preset workbooks to choose from, like the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator for in-season opponent scouting, or the popular $20 off-season clinic notebook that has 50 pages for notes and 50 pages for play draw-ups. We've got you covered to stay organized all year long. No shipping cost and fast delivery. That's sportsworkbook.com. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today, I've got a longtime friend, Coach Zach Schneider, with me. Coach Schneider is currently the offensive coordinator at Ensworth School in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, before that, he was at Battleground Academy and then um, spent quite a, quite a few years in uh, the state of Missouri at a couple different schools. Um, Coach Schneider and I go way back. I think we are, we are friends back from like 2015 or 16 on Twitter. So I'm super excited to have him. Um, super, super pumped to talk about some football things with him and, and welcome coach. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. It's really exciting to, uh, you know, first of all, just kind of sit down and talk ball with you and, and obviously, uh, just, a um, really awesome podcast you have here. So, uh, I'm just really thrilled to be able to do this. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And again, appreciate you, you know, kind of carving out a little bit of time to, to talk with me. So, um, you know, first question you, you've got, uh, some great schools on your resume, obviously. Talk to me about how the offensive line played a role in, in some of the, you know, the better seasons you had at those schools. Man, uh, the, the more years I have been involved in this, um, you know, the game gets real simple, I think, the, the longer you've been around. And, and uh, I think anytime you can look at your guys up front, you're, you're, you know, 
whether it's five to eight guys that they're rotating in, um, whatever success or whatever you can build with that group is really going to have a huge impact on how successful your team will be. Um, and a lot of times it's not about physical um, um, size. Um, it, a lot of times, in my opinion, is just how do those guys work together? Um, you know, I've been fortunate to have some really good offensive linemen, some very talented ones. Um, I'll be honest, like some of our better offensive lines weren't physically gifted offensive lines, but really, really intelligent offensive mm -hmm. linemen that were able to work together. And so, um, you know, like I said, the longer I've been doing this, man, um, if I can get things going right with those guys up front, I think that puts us in a position to have a very successful year. Yeah, it's always it's always kind of puts your mind at ease a little bit when, especially as a play caller, when you know when your offensive line is clicking, so to speak, and and you don't have to worry. <laughs> you know, that's that's a, take one less thing off your plate you got to worry about when you're when you're calling plays, right? So yeah. definitely, definitely, yeah, it's always it's always important to get that group. Kind of a kind of a loaded question I always ask everybody, but again, <laughs> I I ask everybody that. Um, you know, first thing off the bat, you know, I I know about Ensworth. Um, some of our listeners might not know about Ensworth though. So talk to me a little bit. First of all, talk to me kind of how you ended up at Ensworth, uh, you know, in your own words um, and explain to the listeners kind of the dynamic that is Ensworth, um, especially in the state of Tennessee. Well, uh, football in Tennessee, being from Missouri, football in Tennessee is extremely different. Right. Um, I, I was I was a head coach um, for 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 seven years um, at my alma mater. Um, got to the point where where uh, you know being at a school of you know fifteen hundred kids and, and and routinely having a football team close to or over 100, 110 players. Um, the management of that got extremely difficult. Um, and 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 for lack of a better term, I got extremely burnt out. And so right. I was looking for new opportunities. Um, I applied for a job at Battleground Academy. Um, uh, as offensive coordinator, I was fortunate enough to go there and, and, and be uh, under um, the head coach at Rock Batten, um, who uh, really allowed me to kind of uh, take my vision for offense and, and, and just said go and, and run with it. And we had a whole lot of success in my three years there. Um, because of our success at Battleground at BGA, um, uh, Coach Batten was able to uh, – um, he, he was – he was uh, interviewed and selected to be the next head coach at uh, Innsworth High School in, in, in 2019. Mm. Um, we made our way up there and, uh, um, you know, had been there for five years, had a, a whole lot of success. And, and uh, you know, when people say the level of football um, in the Division Two, which is our private school level right. in Tennessee, um, it is an extremely high level of football. Um, it, it, it's kids, it's coaches, it's facilities. Um, uh, and, and and to be honest with you, I, I would I would compare this division um, in Tennessee. Um, it, it's probably as close to what you would see in in, in big time Texas football right. um, in the state of Tennessee that you get to. Um, you know, uh, like I said, it, it just um, it, it, it's it's almost it, it's 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 college football at the high school level. If, right. if I wanted to put it in a really uh, uh, concise way. Um, but Innsworth, great school, great academics, um, and that, that's kind of a common theme in that division um, in, in, uh, in Tennessee, um, especially the teams that we play. Um, and, and so great academics um, has a lot of uh, pride in their athletic programs. Um, and so uh, it just, it, it's kind of the entire uh, vision of the school to be high-achieving 
um, in everything that we do. So academics, athletics, arts, um, you go down the list of things. Um, to be honest with you, you could probably argue that our arts program and, and our swim program, our tennis program are leap years beyond uh, what we do in football and basketball those, right. and those things. So um, it is across the board, but um, there's good and bad things with that. You know, uh, our, our head coach this year, um, he, 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 he actually resigned and, and decided to go in another direction with some things. And, and so we're looking at, uh, you know, co uh, Tim Hausbeck is the new head coach there and um, just kind of goes right into where all of our Division II stuff is right now. You know, uh, Bobby Bentley, who was an analyst at, at University of Central Florida, um, is the new head coach at, at Battleground Academy. Right. Um, you know, it just, there, it, it's, a, it, it's hard to explain in words what football is like at this level in Tennessee. Um, um, and as a coach, it's, uh, it's exciting. Um, you know you're going to be working with some really good kids, um, and you're going to be coaching with some really good coaches on, right. on, uh, on every Friday night. So it's, it's an exciting level of football, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, a lot of our listeners might not know. I mean, I, I, I can remember my couple of years down in Tennessee, obviously hearing about Emsworth. Um, you and I were talking a little bit off 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 uh, off air. Um, you guys, unfortunately, lost to NBA. Um, I, I remember one of the seasons that I was in Tennessee, I think NBA had um, four four of their starting five offensive linemen were SEC football players. Um, and so, like you said, that level, um, is not, it's pretty, <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to describe, you know, it's, it's one of those things you had to be there kind of situations just to understand it. Um, but it's, it's like you said too, it's, it's great football. Um, and I know from my time in recruiting, yes, it is top of the line academics. Those kids get their stuff done off the field just as much as they do on it. And that's, that's, I mean, that's obviously something to be proud of working with programs like that. Definitely, definitely. And, and uh, I tell people all the time, like, uh, I, I am a coach, um, but but being a football coach, the older I've got is is becoming less and less of my identity. Right. Um, I'm, I'm a um, – spent 22 years in the classroom as a history teacher. I teach AP classes. You know, um, that's really – just working with kids, man, is, 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 uh, is probably my greatest uh, – um, enjoyment in life and, and football is just an avenue for that right um, and so uh, that 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 just plays right along with the level of school it is and um, you know it, it's a lot of fun on a daily basis not only to coach these kids out on fields and courts and things of that nature but also having the classroom because uh, you know th they do see the opportunities that not only sports provides them but the ability to have a really good education right. um, you know I, I've been with kids that they have turned down, um, you know, uh, scholarship money to go to places like the Ivy League and, and Georgetowns and things like that, just because of uh, where they want to go with their life. And, right. and uh, it's 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 very powerful to see kids because I was not that kid at all. You know, <laughs> I was not it at all. And so seeing kids make those decisions when they're 17, 18, man, um, you 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 have a lot of pride in that, regardless of um, how much involvement that you had with them, because. Uh, you knew you play a small part in them making some really, um, gosh, I mean, life-changing, um, lifetime decisions, which is a, a lot of fun to see. No doubt. No, that's awesome. That's that's that's. I mean, I've got some. I want to. I, I got one thing I want to touch on. Then I kind of want to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna go a little bit, take the, the the fork in the road and talk a little bit about your classroom. Um, but okay. my my first question, kind of, what you know, you you, you talked about you got burnout um, in Missouri was 
and I, you and I might have talked about this way back down the road. Was was Tennessee someplace you wanted to go, or was it just something that, kind of looking through the, the want ad, so to speak, you just yeah. were were kind of taken with. Coach, I had never been to Franklin, Tennessee in my entire <laughs> life before I interviewed at Battleground Academy. And so um, we were, to be honest, as my wife, 100%, like, yeah. um, you know, and, and you see it, you know, a young family and, and uh, you know, gosh, it, I'd come home at night and, and, and um, eat dinner and then I'd have another three or four hours of work left. And, and whether it be football or classroom stuff, I, when your head coach is a lot of football and you just get by in the classroom a lot, right. um, which is sad to say. Um, but but 100% accurate, and uh, you know I I would complain about and, and I, let me let me say this like I had a great place I was at at Washington there was not anything that I would ever change about that um, the one thing that I've noticed by coming down here to the schools I'm at now and and believe me when I say this I, like I do not take this for granted because I know it's not like that in many places um, the amount of support you get outside um, of 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 your program right is probably the biggest difference for me um, um and, and there's double-edged sword with that you know the, the more support you get the more people want to have a say in it um and so there, there there's good and bad with that but um to run a, a high school program a class five class six high school program in any state where you're running into you know 100 kids on your team um the administrative part of it is is uh is is Man, it, it, to me, it, just, it continues to grow. Right. Um, and, and I don't think that's ever going to stop anytime soon. And what I saw with myself heading into that position um, was um, just basically like I wanted to get back to coaching. I wanted to get back to dealing with kids. And as a head coach at that time, and I think it's probably just like it is that today, um, as a head coach, you're moving further and further away from on-field coaching role. Right. And it's more of everything else. And so my wife basically told me, stop talking about looking for these places and, <laughs> and, and put your name out there and figure it out. And so we did. You know, uh, I, I, I actually looked at some places in Chicago um, and we looked at places we wanted to go to. And, right. and uh, be honest with you, I, to, when we came down to Franklin, um, we absolutely fell in love with this area of Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and, and just this area of the United States, to be honest with you, it's a beautiful area with a lot of things going for it. And, uh, you know, so very fortunate to get involved there. So um, it was complete happenstance. Um, yeah. <laughs> we weren't looking to move to Middle Tennessee. It just happened. So. Right. I mean, I, I, tell my, I tell my wife all the time now because, you know, I, I, I haven't lived in Tennessee since um, I moved away in 2017. But that's probably, with a bullet, the one state I'd go back to in a heartbeat. Um, I love living in Tennessee and I wasn't too far from where you are. You know, you're in Franklin. I was in Clarksville. So, um, we were, we, we I wasn't too far, but it's just, I don't know something about it. It's maybe it's the, you know, the Southern hospitality, but it, yeah. it's, it's stuck with me for, for all these years. So, um, I, I definitely get it. I, it's, it's a great part of the great part of the country and, and, uh, and no state income tax. So that's even better. <laughs> yes, that is always better. And, and man, Clarksville is turning into kind of the same place right now too, man. Uh, it's becoming one of those places that people are flocking to as well. Yeah. And so um, I always tell people on a good traffic day, you can get to Clarksville in about 40 minutes. Uh, you just don't get good traffic days around here. Right. So. <laughs> no. I, always, I always remember where, where I lived in Clarksville, I was right off the interstate. And luckily I just, I, I would get on the interstate and go away from Nashville to get to work. But I mm -hmm. can remember some mornings getting on the interstate and just looking the other direction and just like, <laughs> 
thanking my stars I did not have to go into Nashville because it was just brutal. Definitely. It, it's yeah. unpleasant, that's for sure. <laughs> that's no doubt about it, yeah. Uh, well, we talked I, – I, I said I wanted to ask you a couple questions because you're – you. You know, in reading your bio and in kind of seeing your social media and things like that, you're, you and I are similar in regards to, um, yes, we are football coaches. Yes, we enjoy coaching, but like, it's not who we are, so to speak. And, you know, you, you talked about, uh, your, uh, your love for, you know, jam bands and Grateful Dead and, and all those things. And, and, you know, you're a, a 20 plus year history teacher. I gotta ask what's, What's kind of your go-to in in history? Like, what what's the what's the the, the time frame that you just kind of love talking about with kids and, and really get excited for when it comes to to teaching? So probably my the two things that that absolutely just I mean are are unbelievable to me is uh, I'm a huge just kind of 20th century foreign policy, and so um, we I teach I teach some classes on that uh, that directly relate to things like Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also directly relate to like even today, and, and this is one of the topics. I just had a conversation with someone the other day, like um, the Middle East. You know that that's a big thing for me, and obviously a lot of stuff going on today um, right. with that. But um, just uh, 20th century foreign policy um, and any history that goes along with that. Um, I also um, a huge government. Um, government's probably my favorite topic to teach. Um, my two favorite classes to teach are AP government and AP comparative government. Okay, um, and so those are probably my two uh, favorite classes that that are kind of away from the historical lean, right? Um, you know, but anything to be honest with you, man. Like I tell kids all the time, like if it's historical, I love diving in and just figuring out why it occurred, um, you know. And so, uh, but but those two in general are probably my favorite. But but um, man, I, I tell my my department chair all the time, just give me a, tell me what I'm doing and give me a week and, and uh, right. we'll knock it out of the park somehow. So um, I, I'm open to anything. That's for sure. That's not, see, that's my, my answer is unfortunately the opposite of that. Like I was, I can, I can go back through, through my time because I, I enjoyed history. I, I, I was never a great student it, until we started, you know, we hit civil war. I, mm-hmm. I'm, acing, I'm acing those. And then we hit world war two and I'm, I'm acing those. So it was, it was those those I was always fascinated by those two things. The other stuff, you know, that kind of the foreign policy and government was not my cup of tea. But uh, everything else was I was I was locked in, man. Well, and and I'll be honest with you that that's probably one of my more enjoyable things is is finding ways to get kids um, interested in this type of stuff. And yeah. then, and 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 I think and, and coach, I think it goes right along with offensive linemen because you know no that. You may get some guys that like they, they they live and breathe playing offensive line, but a lot of times, man, you're getting kids that that they want the ball in their hands, right? And so sometimes, man, it's 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 finding a way to convince them how important this is, and then um, you know, I, I, it's it's the same thing in a classroom. You know, sometimes like a kid can look at a topic and go, man, why? Right. And, uh, you know, the ability to sit down and say this is why. Um, and then having them understand that and then seeing them succeed at that, man, is, is, uh, is a whole lot of fun. And, and like I said, I do think that equates to the offensive line sometimes as well. Right. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. No doubt. That's awesome. I, I just, I look back on my time as in education and it's, it's not, it's been different than, than others. I, I wish I'd been history because it is, I'm kind of like, like we talked about, you know, there are those pockets that really excite me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, a 
I'm the 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 lowly PE teacher. I you know I took I took the easy way out to get my uh, my teaching certificate. So um, there there's a lot of us out there though. So it's I, I it's, no hey and then you put me down and have to do some kinesiology and I'll be crying. So, yeah right. Um, yeah you know I, I I get both both sides of it for sure. Yeah, um, you know looking looking through your your bio some more, you, you're kind of you were a unique you know, you got your start coaching kind of a unique perspective because your, your first coaching job was actually at, at, at college. Was, was that something that, <clears throat> was that something that you kind of were interested in or was it something that you were there and, and you just kind of said, Hey, let's, let's see if I can, you know, occupy my time a little bit until I'm, I'm through or, or, or you know, kind of how did it happen for you? Uh, I was very interested in it, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, I think a little bit of, of me moving on to high school after a year was, was I'd finished some stuff educationally and, and uh, you know, the, the opportunities I had to stay in college, um, in my mind at that time, were going to end up being a struggle for me, right. um, you know, just from a financial aspect. Um, and I, it, it, I was not started a family yet. I had the opportunity to do it. Um, to be honest with you, I, I just kind of looked at it. It, it. it goes back to kind of me in a nutshell is that, um, you know, I, I had seen enough people um, coaching at college level and understanding if you want to make a really big go of it, um, there's a whole lot of sacrifice to it. And, oh, yeah. but, and, and, and that is your identity, you know. And uh, I think at that time in my life, I wasn't really ready to say that's what th- that's who I want to be and that's what I am. Um, and so um, I was fortunate enough to be able to go out and, and I wanted to explore some things and kind of see what, what was out there. And so right. um, both my parents were high school educators. And so um, I honestly, to be honest with you, I would I had planned on teaching a little bit and then going to law school. Um, oh, wow. And, okay. and that was kind of my plan. Um, and, and once I started teaching, it kind of moved the other direction and I really enjoyed it. And um, that's where I stayed, you know, yeah. and so. I did want to go into I, I, to, to long long answer short, man. I, my plan was to, was to coach in college for a while, and, and uh, it just didn't work out that way for various reasons. And, right. and, um, and there were times I kind of looked back at it and said, "I'm going to give this a shot again." And um, just nothing ever popped up that really was um, an opportunity that I wanted to jump into. So, right. um, you know, uh, gosh, you can look back at that stuff a million different times, and uh, man, I. Uh, where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be. Is yeah, what no doubt. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, I will say this, just because I've, I've got a, I've got an older sister who's um, a couple years older than you, actually. Um, she just, she just finished up law school. She's getting ready to take the bar exam, so it's, it's not too late, Coach. You still can go back yeah. there and, 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 and get, get your law degree. It's never too oh. late. I don't, I hey, if it was up to me, I'd be there in a minute. Now my my <laughs> wife and my my daughters, they may have a whole other opinion of that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's it's tough. That's uh, it's not it's not the easiest of uh transitions to go and do that. Um, what you know, you, you talked a little bit, you know, when when seven or eight years ago, getting burnt out being a head coach. Does the does the itch ever kind of get at you a little bit? You know, do you, do you ever kind of look at some of these jobs in Tennessee? And, and say, you know what, I, I should, or I could, or, 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 you know, kind of have the wonderment about uh, being a head coach again, or is that, is that window shut? I, I would say it's, it's not completely shut, but, but it, it's darn close. You know? right. um, I, I think my advice to anyone that wants to be a head coach is 
um, you know, be very, very cautious of what you're getting into from a situational standpoint. Yeah. Um, be very, very uh, diligent in, in, in what that support looks like, um, because a lot of times it's not about your ability to connect with kids, your ability to coach, your ability even to put together a staff in some cases. Um, you could do all those things really well, but if you don't have the support of the right people, um, it's going to be a struggle. And right. and. I'll be honest, my coaching career in general, from, from my first year to all the way to this year, I have been fortunate to be in places where people supported the vision of the program that I was working with. And so, um, you know, part of me just says, man, um, it may be my luck is, you know, this next job, maybe my luck is running out. And so, um, you know, I, ever since I came to Tennessee, I've been one of those people that, man, I, I haven't really looked at other jobs any other way other right. than, um, man, I, I'm blessed to have the job I have. I'm going to do everything I can to do the best I can. Um, I'll be honest with you, Coach, man, my, my future is probably um, um, at some point is, is being that classroom teacher and moving maybe into administrative right. um, levels. Um, you know, uh, it's changing. Um, I love that it's changing because I think football at all levels is changing for the right reasons. Um, but I also realize, man, I look around at times and go, holy moly, man, I'm one of the older guys these days, you right. know, and, and, um, and, and that's a good thing. But at the same time, man, like, um, I do find myself at times looking at how, what I do, how I do it and things like that and go, um, is this the best way to do it now? Um, is there better ways to do it? And, and, uh, just those processes are becoming greater and greater every year, um, because I do think there, there's a there's a shelf limit to that stuff if you're doing it the right way. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, as far as the head, you know, it would take the right situation for me to want to be at that level again. Um, and, and obviously, I think the big thing for me is getting the right people around me coaching-wise that could, uh, um, you know, take – take a lot of that burden because man, if you don't have a great staff these days, especially at our level in Tennessee, um, it, it's going to be tough. But I'd argue, man, at any level of high school football across the country, um, whether you have a 10 man staff or four man staff or three man staff, um, your success is dependent on the guys you have around you. Um, right. And so uh, that is so important to me now. And, and if you, 20 years ago when I started this out, man, um, I don't know if that was very high on the list. Um, but man, the longer I've been around it, I see that just as clear as day that um, the people and the sport you have around you is going to dictate how good you can be and how what kind of program you're going to have. Right. No, no. I mean, that's that's. I think that's in any in any any sport, any any situation with a school. It's about the people around you and, and like you said, the support you get from whether it's your athletic director, whether it's your department chair for history. It's it's all about that support you get to to make you the the most successful you you can be. So that's, that's mm -hmm. very important. Uh, last question I got for you. Uh, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of uh, offensive linemen you've coached uh, off and, and obviously you're not a, an offensive line coach, but just, you know, offensive line that you, you've been a, a coach of um, offensive line, maybe you played with or, or, or guys that you're just a fan of growing up or, or now who would be on that five person offensive line for you? Gosh, man, um, there's been so many really good guys that have been around, and I'm going to try to go through this quickly here for you, um, and hopefully not selling anybody short, but um, <laughs> when I was in college, I, I started off in Northwest Missouri State, 
And so North Missouri State is a Division II powerhouse, and, and I was fortunate to be on the ground floor of that. Um, I didn't finish there, but but I, I was able to see kind of the build of that. There was an uh, offensive lineman by the name of Adam Durrell that was the uh, uh, was man. My first day, he was a senior, and he took me under his wings um, and and really showed me how offensive linemen in general should should act. Yeah. Um, man, he was a team leader. Um, he was he was everything to me. He was a great 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 individual um he ended up being the head coach of north missouri state for a long time won some national championships um went to abilene christian um and i believe he's at central oklahoma now um but he uh he would be on that um just because i i he he was from that town of maryville and his dream was to play for north missouri state and, and man um he ended up being uh you know a three-year starter in a division two program that's really good um but leadership wise him all yeah. the way um, you know, uh, a kid I coached this past year, not this past year in 23, but 22, a kid by the name of Cale Doris, who's playing at Duke right now, um, came into Innsworth thinking he was going to be an all-everything tight end, um, you know, and uh, extremely gifted athlete. Uh, and day one, he bought into being an offensive lineman for us, um, and uh, he ended up being a, a two-time All-State offensive lineman for us. Um, he also at the uh, hold on just a second. Man. You're good. So he ended up being an offensive line, an all state offensive lineman for us. That that man um, didn't ever think he was going to end up being anything. My wife keeps calling, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, now I'm back. All right, sorry about that. You're but okay. Caleb was a tremendous offensive line for us. That that again, um, he bought into it and and man did everything we wanted. Um, for us for those years, and yeah. he, he's going to have a great opportunity to do. Um, at Washington, man, I, I'll be honest with you, we had so many kids that were like heart and soul type players. Right. Um, I never had anybody that was physically gifted enough to go anywhere beyond like the NAIA level of playing football, but bought into the scheme that we're performing, bought into like I am the um, – we are the group that's going to carry this team – um, and I can name dozens of kids from that program that, um, you know, allowed us to be so successful. You know, we had kids, um, we had running backs that rushed for well over 2,000 yards. I had a running back one year that, that had a game when he had 10 touchdowns, you know. Wow. Um, but it was all from our offensive line and, and kind of this, like, um, they knew whatever credit our skill guys were getting that our skill guys were going to pay that back to them. Right. And so, um, like I said, I could name dozens of kids off of the, uh, out of that program that, that did that were uh, that were that way. Um, and probably my, my kind of one that I always go back to um, it was at BGA. We had a kid by the name of of, of uh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, Big Kenny. Big Kenny man was a uh, and I just laugh at this because he was one of those kids that um, came into school and he was a tight end. And so his first two years of high school, he was a tight end and did okay. Um, I came in there when he was a junior, and I told him right off the bat, man, I'm going to need you to play offensive line for us. And, and begrudgingly, he became our left tackle. <laughs> um, and, and so he was unbelievable, but he was a basketball player. And so Kenny was a, a really good basketball player at BGA, um, stepped in, um, and he was a basketball bill, probably 6'4", 2'10", on a lucky day. Right. You know? Um, stepped in, played left tackle for us for two seasons that, that went deep in the playoffs. He got recruited 
and ended up playing four years at tight end in North Alabama, a Division One program. Oh, and wow. so um, we always, I always use that for kids. Like college coaches are going to find you, yes. and they're going to put you in the best position for their program. Um, I was told, man, it says a lot for you as an individual, as a teammate, that even though you really were, were you wanted to be a tight end, you had no problem, man, stepping in a left tackle and doing what was the best for this team, you know, and he, he took us, he led our offense line to, to, uh, um, you know, we were a semifinal team and then a state championship game team those two years, he played left tackle for us. And so, um, you know, and, and I hear you guys talk about all the time, man, you know, offense linemen are, are a group of the most um, unselfish people you will ever find. Yep. And, and when you can get, when you can get a group of those guys that bind that together, uh, like I said at the beginning of this, man, th th those are the special teams you're going to have, man. Yes. And, and uh, like I said, I could go through a lot of kids that made my, me look really good as a coach. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I almost feel bad naming names and, and not naming other names, but I could go on forever because I've been doing this for a while. But um, those guys up front have made me look like I'm pretty smart sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I'll take that back. They've made me look really smart a lot of times. <laughs> and so um, – that 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 to me, man, I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for that because, um, uh, man, I I know deep down inside, you can look at all the numbers and the scheme and all you want, man, and it does not matter unless there's five guys up front, seven guys you throw in tight ends, whatever you want to throw in as far as getting the dirty work done. If they bought in and are working together, man, I don't care what offense you run, what scheme you 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 believe in, or what plays you're calling, you're going to be really really successful. Yeah, no doubt. Amen to that. That's uh. Couldn't have said it better, Coach. Um, before I get you out of here, do me a favor. Drop your Twitter handle and any other information you would like the listeners to know. I, I will, man. I will. Uh, go go ahead and do that. Go ahead right and uh, let me know. Yeah. Um, uh, so, first of all, um, my Twitter handle is at Mr. Schneider ENS. And that's kind of my go-to everything. Um, and then uh, uh, the, the other one that, that probably I'm becoming more and more um, involved with uh, uh, from a, I guess, almost a, a positivity standpoint is my, uh, is my Instagram page, which is um, uh, very similar to that. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. I apologize for that, man. No, you're okay. Um, I'm, gonna, is, I'm, I'm pulling it up, too, because I'm going to follow you real quick. <laughs> it is Zach Schneider. Um, Z-A-C-H-S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R 24. Um, and, and guys, like I said, uh, football is a, is a part of it, but man, a lot of it is, is just the things I really enjoy these days, which, uh, you know, uh, music, um, uh, working out, you know, uh, watching my daughters, you know, I always tell people uh, probably the, my favorite part of the year is becoming a, the, uh, the, the biggest supporter and taxi driver for my two kids, which, you know, they're in middle school basketball and volleyball and everything else I do lacrosse. Um, getting to see them do that stuff. And, and uh, as all of you guys know, like being involved with, with football, um, it's a year round thing. So having that opportunity to do anything with them is probably um, the things I'm most proud of and, and, and find the most enjoyment of. And, yeah. And so, uh, but those two, those are probably my two big ones, man. And then I, I go with, I'll plug this as well. Um, Tennessee football coach association, um, you know, uh, in February here, we're going to have our, our, our Tennessee Coaches Football Association Clinic. Um, it's the weekend of uh, President's Day weekend, which is uh, the 16th and 17th. Um, we have an unbelievable lineup of speakers, um, including several SEC coaches that are going to come in. But um, that, that, that is, 
get, being around coaches, man, and having things like this is, is probably I get as much enjoyment out of that as anything else these days. And, and uh, you know, just hearing what other people go through because uh, you know this this profession can get really lonely sometimes when yeah. when, when the success isn't there. And, and so um, you know, hearing about people's success or finding ways to do things better, I'll be honest with you, that's probably more exciting than anything for me these days, you know? Um, and so uh, being involved with groups like that is a lot of fun for me as well. Awesome. Well, yeah, I can, I can second that. If you guys can get a chance to get down there to Tennessee to, to listen to some coaches, it's, it's, it's good football. And, and uh, you know, just like we talked about a great, great part of the town or great part of the, uh, the country, uh, you know, I'm looking at your Instagram before we, the, our time's running out, but <laughs> you're, you're, I'm a little jealous here of your, your running right now. I, I need to get my ass going and start running like you're running again. I, I used to be, I used to be one. Of, I used to be like a hundred miles a month, and shoot, I haven't run a hundred miles in the last three years. So I gotta, I gotta get my butt going and and, and catch up to you a little bit here. This is this is a little motivational for me, Coach. Dude, it, it's it's. Uh, I tell people all the time, man. This is my this is my saving grace in so many things, man. Um, I'm I'm a workout guy at about four four thirty in the morning. Get up oh. and do it. Um, and my day starts off tremendously. Um, people look at me like I'm crazy, and I agree that I am crazy. I would have never <laughs> been up that early. Never would have thought in my life, but I'll be honest with you. Um, these, uh, from 4, 4.30 to 6, when my kids get up, is, is usually the 90 to 120 minutes every day that, that I get to myself and yeah. can really process a lot of things. Um, I tell my students in class all the time, you can tell when I don't work out. Right. Um, because uh, I'm a, I have a different mindset on things, and, and that doesn't happen very often. So right. um, uh, it is my saving grace in a lot of ways, uh, just physical activity in, outside, man. Um, yeah. Looking forward to this uh, zero-degree weather down here tomorrow and being outside no. and, and uh, no. seeing what happens. It's, it's minus 15 <laughs> here today, so I'm not even I, – I feel bad for my dogs having to go outside. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons my wife never never would agree to us being up by Chicago quite yet. So, yeah, right. Um, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep it up, Coach. Keep up the good work. I appreciate talking with you. Thank you for coming on, and uh, looking forward to to talking with you again soon. I appreciate you too, Coach. It's a great forum for for all coaches, and uh, I, I appreciate just being a little part of it. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks. Take care. We'll talk soon. Thank you.